0: gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative, and it's scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only, Robert Latow! I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy, they trying to take the wave from your boy. Messing with your boy, better pray for your boy. Robert town keep that same energy podcast let's get to the opening bell they caught Cam Newton and his fedora his silk scarves they caught him slipping they caught Cameron slipping you can't do that in 2022 what's wrong with you Cam Newton now granted he was over on Barstool Sports so he thought he can maybe slide this in. But see, here's what Cam messed up. See, you can say something like this when you're talking to Britney Renner because it's not going to really get picked up by the white women. You understand what I'm saying? You can slide that in while talking to Britney Renner, you can slide that in while talking to Vlad TV. But if you go to Barstool, see, that's a totally different demographic. Right? That's a totally div- different demographic. You see, man, what the Robbers cookie? So you can't slide that stuff in. If you go watch the, the interview that he did with Brittany Ritter, I think it's two parts. It's like it's over an hour. He said some very similar things. Some things that one could say it was even more offensive but he was talking to Brittany Renner so it never got to that demographic that you're going to get when you're talking to Barstool even if it's black guys that work for Barstool for those of you that didn't see it Cam was on the podcast and they were, they were talking about the ladies You know, they're talking about the ladies, talking about the fellas. And Cam said that, you know, in his vast experience, because his mom and his dad and his grandma and his granddad have been together for such long periods of time, 30, 40, 50 plus years, that he knows what a woman should be. He knows it. And he says what he's seeing in 2022 20, is a few too many bad bitches and he prefaced that by saying that he's not calling them bitches and I think that's important because you know you hear women say i'm a bad I'm a bad bee I'm a bad bitch so you know he wasn't trying to say that in a disrespectful way but he was saying they' seeing too many bad bees and you know not enough women who You know, cook, who know how to cook, who cater to their men, who know when it's time to, you know, be quiet and let the man lead. He then proceeds to say, for those who actually watch the entire thing, that there's a lot of dudes out there that suckers and men are not being men anymore, you know, doing mad things. So if you was mad at him for being stereotypical one way, he, I guess he was doing it both ways. You know. Uh, you know, because, you know, man doing man things, you know, take out the trash, you know, fix the sink, unclog the bathroom, you know, man stuff. Put gas in the car, fix a the tire. So there's not enough men doing men things. And he says not enough women doing women things. Like knowing how to make a Proper fried chicken. Oh, but the game, they got them. They got... I remember I was talking to uh, Daniel, right? Um, My writer, Daniel. Covers the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. uh, Does some uh, radio work down there in Oklahoma City. Covered the All-Star game. Does a lot of NBA stuff. Uh, He's going to do some of the NBA Finals. Uh, God willing, if we're approved, you know, for a good guy, good guy, very loyal, stuck stuck with me through a hard time, so I appreciate him. Uh, but I initially saw the story about Cam or the comments somewhere else, and first I saw him, and I'm like, okay, you know, she's an athlete talking about IG models or whatever. I didn't really like listen to the entire thing, and uh, I sent him the story to do. But then, later on, I saw the actual clip. And I remember I saw the clip, and I looked, and he wasn't trending yet. And I never, I saw the clip. This true, true to God's story. Saw the clip. The clip had maybe twenty, twenty-five retweets at the time, and it had cut the part off where he was talking about the men. So this was the women, and twenty, twenty-five uh, retweets. He wasn't trending, and I told Daniel. And I, I can't remember the time, so I'm just going to, like, approximate. But it was probably, like, I don't know, maybe n- noon my time, one my time, somewhere around that time. And I told Daniel, I said, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. I said, give it till three or four. Give it a couple of hours. I be, I guarantee you he'd be trending. And we we're getting, were getting some painting done at the house, so I was sitting there watching the painting, doing some painting. Came back in a couple of hours, boy. He was getting cooked. <laughs> Word to Adrian Bronco. He was getting cooked. Them ladies got a hold of it. Oh my god. Oh my god. AC hey, Cam had gotten in trouble before, by his, uh, back when a female reporter had asked him something and he jokingly talked about them knowing about routes. And you know, people start bringing that up. They don't bring up the girls' racist tweets, but you know, that's a another story for another day. That that got swept under the rug. <laughs> what Cam did, you know, they still talk about that. But the, the racist tweets, though those that got deleted, those those got those got swept under the rug. But I, I got receipts from that, but that's you know, like that's neither here nor there. That's in the past. They start bringing that up. They start bringing up that. Cam, you know, got five kids by two baby mamas. His initial baby mama was a stripper. He didn't marry her. Then they start talking then the men came in when they when they got <laughs> when they when they finally got the extended clip of him talking about men being men, they started talking about him, you know, wearing his his dresses and all the weird stuff that he wears. My boy was getting cooked. And that's fine. Like listen, it's twenty twenty two. You say something like that in 2022 you're gonna get cooked smart people know not to repeat it smart people know not to uh engage in it because you know you're gonna get cooked in the grand scheme of things and i there's actually a point to what i'm getting ready to say so just hold on for one sec because there's something that did bother me about the situation not i getting cooked because that's just the way it works like there's no such thing as nuanced conversations anymore like there's no listening to what somebody says and trying to understand their perspective. Like, I understood what he was trying to say. He didn't articulate it very well. You got to, you can't say a woman needs to learn how to be quiet. and think that's going to fly in 2022, right? Like, I understood, but I understood the concept of what he was trying to say. The concept was, you know, there's a lot of IG models You know, there's a lot of fakeness in the world. And, you know, sometimes you just want a woman that appreciates family, appreciates marriage and relationships, respects you, respects themselves, you know, that understands that it's a 50-50 relationship and, you know, does the things that make you happy and vice versa. You do the things that make her happy. That's how you have good marriages and good relationships, right? There's nothing wrong with saying cater to your man or cater to your woman. Women have expectations of men all the time, right? If I ask a woman right now, like who's not married and say, well, what is your expectation? What would you want? Do you want them to pay the bills? Do you want them to cut the grass? You know, do you want them to be six feet tall? Do you want them to have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank? Hey, everybody has expectations, right? Right? So is, is that sexist? If, if a woman not named, you know, as popular as Cam Newton, let, let's, uh, let's say, let's just pick out somebody. Let's say uh, the Candace Parker or whatever, right? Well, well we can't say that because she likes girls. Um, let's say, uh, uh, who say, who can we say? Who can we say? Who can we say? Who can we say? let's just say let's just say any uh, female athlete who's single. And she was on a podcast and she said, you know something? You know, men aren't men anymore. My mom and my dad been together for fifty years and, you know, my dad my mom never had to worry about a bill. My mom never had to take out the trash. My mom never had to open a car door. My mom, you know, never had to worry about something needed to be fixed around the house and that's the type of man I'm looking for now if a female athlete said that would it be an uproar and what if the the female athlete was like you know so there's too many men flashing on the money phone <laughs> too many of them trying to you know uh, be rappers and 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 flossing and all of this stuff and they not take care of their women no more you know they call, they're, they're being disrespectful to their women they calling them names They're treating them like trash and men aren't being men anymore. Would that be a problem? Would you have a problem with that? Just be honest, this is a safe place. You wouldn't have a problem with that. You know why? Because people have preferences. Right? Now, as long as your preferences, you know, don't borderline on being disrespectful to, to someone else, who cares? That's his preference. Cam, want somebody that can cook that's going to cater to his needs hopefully it's a mutually it's a mutual relationship he does the same i don't know i don't know Cam. Newton. but he wants somebody to cater to his need make good fried chicken and let him lead let him be the king of his castle and look there's some women that are cool with that that's perfectly fine if you cool. if you're not if you don't want your man to be the king of the castle If you want to get Postmates every night, if you want to, every time there's a conversation, you want to 100% be involved, that's fine too. It's your preference. It's just preference. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Which brings me to my point. The point that I didn't like. This is the point that I didn't like. I understand getting cooked. It's 2022. People get cooked all the time. It's just the way it is. You can't say what Cam said, not get cooked. That happened. Right, nuanced conversation is not a thing on social media my problem was this I read a couple of things where it said Cam Newton is looking for a job in the NFL and this is not going to help him get it what? <laughs> what? Cam Newton said he wants his woman to cook is somehow correlating him not getting a job in the NFL wait a minute Sean Watson's in the NFL. Pretty sure whatever he did is worse than Cam Newton saying, I want somebody to cook. Jerry Jones got a secret daughter. Been paying off for years. There's a lot of terrible people in the NFL. That has nothing to do with, you know. It's a lot worse things than they want that woman to cook. And this where bid twenty twenty, it goes too far. Like the jokes, the cooking I Whatever, that's cool But when you're telling me That Deshaun Watson Get $230 million And Cam Newton saying he wants his woman to cook He's going to keep him out the NFL And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that they lying Because Colin Kaepernick We know they can keep you out the NFL If they so choose to, for whatever reason They choose to and Cam's not a spring chicken anymore. He didn't look great when he last played. So I could definitely see this being, a, you know, maybe a, a side reason why they keep him out. But really? The NFL? The one that's being sued for racial discrimination? The one where several owners are, have been sued or accused of sexual harassment? They gonna keep Cam Newton out because he wants his woman to cook? Is that where we at right now? Really? Really? If Rob Gronkowski said this, is this a big deal? Is this a story? You tell me. If Gronk said, hey, I'm you know, I want my girl to cook and smash beers with me. Are we talking about this right now? I want you to think about that. I want you to think about that. The man said he wants his woman to cook, cater to him, and be quiet sometimes. Three preferences. Okay? Just like, ladies, let's just be honest. You, you got preferences too. If, you, if, if your man was unemployed, would you be upset about that? I don't think people think. Well, here's what I think. I think everybody, when the avalanche starts on social media, you can't stop the snowball. And people want to hop in and get a two cent. And, and get, you know, it's, it's easy to pile on. So even if they do think, they don't care because they, they want to get their retweets. They want to get their likes in and everything. So I get it. I get it. But you can ask any any woman, any woman that had a problem with what Cam said, say, well, what would you like in a husband? <laughs> and they're going to give you some, some preferences, either physical, emotional, Practical Business wise They're going to have some preferences And if They saw an example of their father Doing a certain thing For a certain period of time Guess what That's probably what they're going to want the the husband <laughs> But a lot of those Are traditional roles That's traditional roles Now I'm not saying you have to be traditional I don't say you have to agree with Cam Newton you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't think a woman should have to be quiet. <laughs> and I don't think cooking is the end-all, be-all of if if someone's a good person. I think that's a bit shallow. It's, it's just a preference. Just like you got a preference if, you know, that guy driving the Benz over a hoopty. What in the this blue This next hell. story I find fascinating for... Various reasons And it's interesting because It came to me last week And initially nobody was talking about it I mean nobody Uh, A guy got stabbed At an apartment complex And that's all the information That was out there for days I think this came to me on a On a Wednesday of last week And he got stabbed on Sunday Nobody was talking about it and somebody reached out to me and said, hey, man, can you help out? This brother was stabbed by this white girl. And nobody's talking about it. She just roaming free. I said, word? And he said, yeah, word. So I went and started doing some digging. And I found out that, you know, when I do my digging. And these days, when you start your digging, you always start on social media. So this guy named um, Christian uh, Toby... And I hope I'm not mispronouncing his name. It's uh, Obi Smelly or Smelly. Obi Smelly or Obu Smelly. <laughs> I'm just going to call him Toby just for reference. Uh, he's dating this white girl. She's, of course, an OnlyFans IG model um, named Courtney Taylor is what she goes by online. Um, her real name is Courtney Clinty. And the first thing I noticed was, okay, I, I see the pictures. You know they're in their little Fendi, they're in their, uh, they're in their Louis Vuitton. I, I, you know, it's the whole influencer, IG model, OnlyFans fantasy thing. That's the first thing I noticed. Then the second thing I noticed was, that old girl was still posted on OnlyFans. A day or two after, the murder. So I'm like, man, either those were scheduled or she really don't give a damn. But I couldn't find her name connected to the murder So I keep digging, I keep digging, I keep digging I find out that when they came to the scene and handcuffed her She started talking about mental health and committing suicide So they put her on a a hold, mental hold But they didn't arrest her And next thing you know, she's out in the streets again Out at the bar with her pops She's out at the bar, she's out and about. Homeboy is dead as a doorknob. TMZ gets on it. All the mate it's interesting, when I first reported on it, it was me and uh the Hollywood Unlocked, which was run by, you know, Jason Lee. We're the only two outlets that was reporting on it with her name and what had happened and the stabbing and how it seemed like it was murder And all of this stuff After We did it maybe It took about 12 hours for it to catch steam Because on my end It went viral on both Facebook and Twitter Once it went viral And you know everybody watches BSO So other people saw it started doing some digging When I woke up the next morning eight, 12 hours later It was all over the place New York Post, TMZ, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. TMZ had video at that point of old girl playing with a dog covered in the man's blood. And once again, she's at the bar a few days later. So she's out of the mental hospital. And as of today, still hasn't been marked. I mean, still hasn't been arrested. She claims, or a lawyer claims, that old boy was attacking her, was choking her to death, and she stabbed him in self-defense. And the family's like, there's not a mark on her. <laughs> you know, somebody's choking you to death. Normally, you know, you got a bruise or something. She got nothing. And, you know, she's white. So they bruise easily. You can see it. Not a mark on her. And I'm sure the cops took pictures and stuff. But she's still roaming free. Now, normally, with a situation like this, the brothers... And others, I would say, <laughs> of of our race come together to try to make sure justice is served. Now, that doesn't mean justice is actually going to get served because, I mean, the justice system is not for us. It's for white people. It's to keep black people in jail. It's to keep white people out of it. So justice is not always served, but... We do put a lot of pressure On the cops On the DA's or whatever To try to at least try to Get justice But there's an issue um, With Toby In this particular case And this is the part that I find Fascinating Uh, Toby who I believe At the time of his murder Was 28 So about Nine, ten years ago When he was probably a senior in high school Graduating He was on the Twitters And you have to understand In 2022 is a lot different than 2012 <laughs> Okay 2012 we all was a little bit looser with the tongue Wasn't no cancel culture And all of that stuff like that. You pretty much say whatever you wanted to Back in 2012 And there was no consequences Right So in 2012 uh, Toby was was on the Twitters and, you know, talking about his preference for the milk. You know, the white girls. And, as I've always said, I have no problem with interracial relationships, interracial marriages, anything like that. My wife is half Mexican. Um, the only issue is if you disrespect your race, right? So, if you get on here and say, I like white boobs and I like white women, and I want me a white woman. That's fine. I think you're okay with that. I mean, there's going to be some people that raise an eyebrow, but you're going to be all right. But young Tobe, at the time, also had to throw in some disses to black women. And it was ironic because some of those, those disses was about how, you know, they aren't as classy as the milk. And considering you're dating an OnlyFans model, and I've seen some of the posts on OnlyFans, so it wasn't like she was just smiling on there. It's kinda of ironic. But anyway, because it's it's social media and it's Twitter, uh, people found these posts from ten years ago, nine, ten years ago. And at that point, some decided not the problem. No, not the problem. It is the classic Spider Man Peter Parker situation going on right here, people. It's classic. Peter Parker is uh wrestling when he first became Spider Man because he's trying to make money to impress Mary Jane. That was in the movies. Um in the comics, I just think he just wanted some extra money to help Aunt May or something. Uh or did he want a car in the comics? I'll go back and check that. But anyway, he's wrestling. They try to stiff him on the money. He gets upset about it. An actual robber comes in, robs the the guy who stiffed Peter Parker, who's Spider-Man at this point. The guy says, hey, man, you can stop this guy. You got, you know, spider powers. And he looks at it like, hey, it's not my problem. Should have gave him my money. But the issue with that is by letting the guy go, That he could have easily stopped. That guy ends up killing Uncle Ben. And, you know, the rest is history. It's a good lesson. With, you know, great power comes great responsibility. So here we are right now. Do we ignore the fact that a white woman potentially stabbed a man to death? Blood covered all over. It's an open and shut case. Not a bruise on her. You have friends of the guy that's had, we've seen her abuse him. The cops have been there nine times, they said, on random domestic violence calls. So you're just going to let this person roam free and let this white woman who stabbed a black man roam free just because he made some black women tweets. I'm not, I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer for it. I'm just asking. It's a conundrum, one would say. There are some people that, and his brother came out, his brother was like, look, man, we don't like the tweets either, but she stabbed our brother to death and she's walking around like ain't nothing happened. That has to be a little bit disturbing. That's like if a guy was like, I love the cops. I love the cops. Black lives matter. I don't believe in that. All lives matter. Blue lives matter. And then the brother got shot by the cops next week. I actually think that happened to somebody. I mean, what do you do? Do you not protest? It's a conundrum. It's a conundrum. Should she be allowed to kill again? You gotta be cold as ice or milk. To be able to stab somebody to death, a loved one no less, your man, your boyfriend, and casually be drinking at the bar a couple of days later—that's psychotic. Cause that's killing without remorse, regardless of self-defense. Even if it was, let's say, even it was self-defense. Say you know, I even you know we know he didn't have a weapon or anything. Say she thought he was gonna kill her. He's still your boy. We still been together for two years. You kill him, and you're like, eh, Let's just go to the bar. Let's have a martini." Yeah, that's that's psychotic. But it's all happened in Florida, so I'm I'm not, yeah, you know, I'm not uh very confident that justice will be served. The Injustice League. It's tragic what happened to, uh, Dwayne Haskins, uh, Steelers quarterback. Um, great, great. Ohio State quarterback, uh, was hit on the highway. Uh, the details are sketchy of why he was on the highway, what he was doing in the middle of the street. I don't want to speculate. I've heard some things, but, you know, as respect to the family and his friends and ex-teammates, um, let's just let it play out, okay? I think it's best that, you know, you just should let it play out. You should just let that play out and, and when the information comes out, the information comes out. Um, it's just tragic, right? It's just tragic. Uh, but it actually started a discussion, a bigger discussion, uh, about how do you reconcile death, uh, in regards to someone's career, um, and the things that have happened in their past. Uh, we saw this with, with Kobe, uh, some, you know, that's tragic. I mean, that's him, his kid, uh, nine others or eight others. And people just, they couldn't stop themselves <laughs> from bringing up things in his past. And, you know, you saw what Adam Schefter said, uh, you saw what, uh, Gil Brandt said, um, It upsets a lot of people. And there's this bigger discussion of how we treat athletes, or anybody really, uh, while they're alive. And should that, we should take these things into consideration because life is so fragile and so short. And I think it's twofold. I think in real time, right, you have to report And I'm talking specifically to media, right? You can't control the fans. Fans are, they don't get paid to do what we do. But as media, it's our job to report what's happening when it's happening, right? We can't report on something thinking that somebody's going to get hit by a car tomorrow or get in a plane crash or whatever it may be, right? If you think like that, then you might as well just not report anything negative, right? So... If something happens, you, you got to report it. So, you know, his, his struggles at the time with the Redskins, his, you know, or, or I remember some girl was, some media girl was like, uh, he had his headphones on doing a game with the Steelers and it was a, a big deal or something. You know, I think some stuff you don't have to report, but the big stuff I think you do. I mean, when his, his wife, and him got into it in Vegas. I mean, those, those are big stories. You can't just not do those stories. I think you should always have a level of respect of how you talk about somebody. But you can't not do the stories. With that being said, though, when someone dies, right? Like, I wish people would understand. Like, that's a trickle-down effect in the sense that it's not the person is no longer here, they can't defend themselves. First off, and second off, you have to think about everybody that's affected by the next thing that you say, and also you have to wonder and think about is what you're trying to put out there even relevant to the passing of the person? Like, dying at 20, nothing about football is relevant. When you die at the age of twenty-four. Okay? So all you have to say, you know, Dwayne Haskins, quarterback, passed away. That's it. So you don't need the extra. There'd be a time and a place for the full story. But an hour after someone dies is not it. And that, that was always my thing with Kobe. Like, I get it part of his story right it's part of his story but were you going to wake up today and talk about that if he was still alive probably not do you care that he has kids do you care that he has a mother father wife siblings sisters like is it that important to you to speak about this right now That's so, that's very selfish. That's just very, very selfish. Like, and the thing is, we know. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to say it. We know. Like, we know the issues that Dwayne Haskins had while he was in the NFL. We know. You don't have to say it. We know what happened with Kobe. You don't have to speak on it. Not hours after. Someone has lost their life. Unexpected, but that goes back to us being a trash society. We're a terrible place. We're a terrible country. We tear each other down. We don't lift people up. We're greedy. We're jealous. We're envious. We're mean to people. We're angry. We're violent. One of the most we're violent like a third world country. We're shooting people on the subway. Mass murders, mass shootings, drugs all over the place. Cops are crooked. Politics. We're a terrible country. Terrible. And it's funny because we there's this illusion of America. It's a facade. It's not real. So I'm not surprised. You no, know, Adam Schiff has done this for a while. Maybe we put uh, JPP's medical records out there. And here's what I always say. Like I said, I'm a truth teller. I don't sugarcoat things for you. Adam Schefter makes, what, what, $8 million a year now? We just re-upped. Skip Bayless makes $8 million a year. Clay Travis got bought up by Fox. You see what I'm saying? Stephen A. makes $12 million. I remember uh, I used to be one of those big believers in uh karma, like you know what goes up must come down a big believe I was a big believer in that, like karma that eventually it'll catch up with you, but as I got older, I realized that's not really true. It's never caught up with Donald Trump, <laughs> it's never caught up with some of the richest people that we have. In this world, like I'm sure Jerry Jones has a lot of redeeming qualities, but he's obviously done some suspect things. Doesn't seem to bother him at all. Uh, The bad guy wins a lot. We're there's a lot of bad people in our country that's winning. Terrible people, evil people, they're winning. And it's funny because we look down on the drug dealers young people that are in bad environments and stuff but it's the rich people that are much more evil now I'm we'll gonna get into that actually you know something let's do this last segment and I want to let me mean to get this off my chest uh, for a while just just hold on one one last segment Now this is a true story And I really only share Personal stuff On the podcast Or maybe if I'm doing an appearance or something like that It's not good for social media Okay It's a true story And I'm going to tell you why This country the United States of America Is set up To make sure poor people stay poor And rich people Stay rich Many, 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 many years ago, um, probably, let's say, 20 years ago, right? Your boy, that being me, super broke, okay? (laughs) I mean, like, super, super broke. And bounced some checks. So, I was in what's called check systems. For those of you that don't know what check systems is, it's something like the bank. If you ever had any banking issues or like had an account overdrawn and closed your account, it basically is something. And I, I'm assuming they still use it. I don't know. The basically can't open any checking accounts with other banks if you don't screwed up previous checking accounts. And you stay in check systems for a long time actually I'll pause right here so I can find out how long you stay in check systems so according to google it said check system for 5 years That's 5 years that you can't uh basically open a bank account right so back then if I got a check for work cuz you know ACHs wasn't a direct deposit it's not something that's been around for like a million years but so if you got your actual physical check Right. i take it to check cash in place. So you say, well, what's the big deal about taking something to the check cash in place? Well, the check cash in place, unlike a bank, if you cash your check, uh, charge you a small percentage to do it. That's why uh, that's how they stay in business. So say your check. This is, for example, uh, is a thousand dollars. Right. And they charge you three uh, percent to cash your check. You know, it's 30 bucks right so instead of getting a thousand dollars from your work you only get 970 but that's what happens you don't have a bank okay you following along okay and this is you had i had to do this for a long time because i was in check systems um one way potentially around check systems is opening up account with your local credit union okay um I'm not exactly sure what the difference is between the credit union and the bank, besides they're smaller branches and you have to like live in the area to do it. I know some are like for specific businesses, like you know, the fireman's credit union or the nurses' credit union or whatever. But whatever the reason, they're a little more laxed um, in getting you set up. So eventually I end up getting a Account with the credit union, right? A very, you know, just a, just an account where I could cash and deposit. And for like, and I was like on probation with the credit union for like six months, right? Uh, I had no credit. Credit was terrible. My credit was like a bad and average. And not a good one either. I'm not like talking like uh, Barry Bonds, you know, a bad and average. I'm talking about ninth man in the order, bad and average. And they give you a secure credit card to help you with your credit. What a secure credit card is, is basically you pay the money to the credit card for your limit. So you give them $500, you got a $500 credit card, but they report it to the credit union, or to the credit bureau, I should say, to help your credit score. So I got this credit union, this secure card, and I was on my way, on my way to trying to repair my credit, right? And if you're, trying to do the same that's what i would suggest how you start right so i had it for several years to the point where you know things got better okay things got better uh, credit got better no longer in check systems a lot of stuff fell off my credit report things are going well right but you have to remember okay this is a small credit union that things are going well it's in missouri small credit union going well things are good getting you know getting my car loans all this other stuff everything's great there's no problem with the credit right so as you most of you know uh, at some point i decided to move to california okay uh but that this was not like a move where i knew 100 percent that it was going to work out (laughs) it was one of those things like hey somehow you gotta you know swing for the fences and see what happens not sure so Never got rid of the credit union uh, account. And at that point, it had my business account, personal account. Like I said, my car payment. All of that stuff was it's still in the credit union. But I just kept it. Because you never know, right? never know. Well, obviously, after a couple of years <laughs> of uh, some successful uh, things happening here in, in L.A., uh, never going, obviously, back to, to, to St. Louis. So I figured eventually, I needed to move my money from the small credit union to a bank out here. So I did some research. Uh, don't forget, I'm no longer in chess, check system. Credit credit score is good. Everything's good, right? So I do some research. There's a nice Chase branch uh, by my house. So I transfer a wire my money from. Credit Union in St. Louis, a small credit union, to this big corporate conglomerate, Chase here in LA. All right. What happened next? Very interesting. <laughs> very, very interesting. And, and this is no um, this is no shot at Chase or anything like that. But it does let me know that just the system of America is not really for poor people, okay? When you're poor, right, you should want some help, right? You should want people to help you, right? You, sh- you shouldn't try to push them down. And, and this is the first thing that, that I noticed. So, after I transferred my, my money to Chase, they sent me some cupcakes and some brownies. Cupcakes and brownies for transferring my money off. <laughs> you know who would like cupcakes and brownies? Poor people. If the bank actually sent them some cupcakes and brownies. Then I start thinking. All this from the cupcakes and brownies. Thank you for your business. We're going to put you on the private client list They give me all this like free stuff that I don't need. Like if you send me a check right now, I can cash it. From my desk, just dumb stuff, right? But then I started thinking about that. You know who like the cake, cupcake? Poor people. Then I start thinking about other stuff, right? Like this. Just think about this for a minute, right? Say you need a loan for whatever reason. Say you you something happened. You need ten thousand dollars, right? Say it's an emergency. You need $10,000, maybe something have with your car, maybe something in the house, maybe you need a new wash and dry, whatever. Let's say you need 10 Gs, right? Well, when you have a little cash, people like to give you money at very low interest rates, right? <laughs> Here's $10,000 for 2%, 3%. Pay us back when you want to. Just whatever you feel like, it, right? If you need 10 G's and you're poor, or you need immediate money, what what do you gotta do? You gotta go to the payday loan. Know what's interesting about the payday loan? The interest is 17,000%. It's a lot. Now, just think about this from a logical standpoint. A payday loan is you're, you're, you're basically getting a loan based on how much you make every two weeks so let's say you make $2,000 right so they say okay we'll give you $2,000 on Monday but when you get paid on Friday or whatever the next two Mondays or whatever you owe us (laughs) $2,500 that math doesn't work but you're poor So poor people get worse interest rates. Think about this: if you go to Best Buy right now and you got a couple of dollars and your credit score is okay, right? And you want, or like you said, a wash and dry, okay? Best Buy say, hey, here's your wash and dry for fifteen hundred bucks. Say you want to, I don't know how much wash and dry, so I'm just saying. And we won't charge you any interest for 24 months or three years, and just pay it off whenever you can. As Long as you pay it off for those three years, you don't pay any interest on it. Just take your time, right? But if you're poor and you maybe struggling a little bit, where it'd be very beneficial for you to be able to pay something off with no interest, now you gotta go to Rent-a-Center, right? With a fifteen hundred dollar washing machine, you have to pay on weekly, not monthly, weekly, with an interest rate of nineteen thousand percent. If you miss one payment, they come and take the washing machine. If you finish paying for the washing machine, the fifteen hundred dollar washing machine has ended up being three thousand dollars. Because you're poor. Wouldn't it be more beneficial for the poor people? to maybe get the low interest rate you ever thought about that get a house and you got a couple of dollars you could pay 20% on your down payment to get you started say your your family's helping you out your grandma's giving you a couple dollars you know maybe you got some 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 actual family lineage that can help you or you got you know you got a good job whatever it may be right you get you put the 20 percent down you're good to go but let's say you know your family's trash <laughs> nobody's there to help you but you just got married and you're happy and you just want to get a house for your your wife and your kids and you find the house of your dreams but you don't you don't got 20%. That's a lot of money. You got 10. You don't scraped up 10%. You know what they do? They charge you something called private mortgage insurance. You know what the private mortgage mortgage insurance is? It's money that you pay because you didn't pay 20% to verify that you have enough money to pay the mortgage. <laughs> Do you get the money back? Nope. Does it go towards your mortgage? Nope. Does it go towards your interest? Nope. Just extra money that you have to pay to prove that you can pay your mortgage. you think that's something that you put on rich people. But no. That goes to the poor people. Not even poor people. Just I mean, 20%, depending on what state you're in, So a, a lot of people don't have 20%. If you want a nice house, a decent house, And I thought about all this when I got those cupcakes. When they sent me those cupcakes. Nobody ever sent me cupcakes when I was born. Nobody offered me all this stuff. The stuff that would have been helpful to me. I don't need it now. That's the ironic part of it. You want this? You need that? You want to do this? You want a little extra here? It's a thing on my credit card. (laughs) Which I thought was quite... Interesting. Because the thing on my credit card. And I remember when they sent it to me, they said you're already approved. You don't have to do anything. I'm like, I didn't ask for nothing. Think of my credit card that says, if I make a big purchase, right? <laughs> so say I make a purchase on my credit card for five thousand dollars. My credit card says, Hey, you know something? We know that's a lot. We know that you don't want to pay whatever your credit card interest, but twenty what's credit card? Twenty percent. If, you know, 20% of your balance or whatever. A credit card company said, you know something, you know 20, 20% of your balance when you're making big purchases. That's kind of rough. How about we break up that $5,000 into 36 payments at 4%? Just because. Just because. That would have been nice when all my credit cards is maxed out. I not have any money. You know, instead of, you know, sending me the collections, you know, maybe, you know, say I could pay my maxed out credit card in 36 months at 4% to try to, you know, get things under control. That would have been real helpful back in the day. Doesn't really help me now. Our country's backwards. A lot of the fashion and stuff that you see rich, rich people in are free. You think Rihanna's really paying? No, I'm not taking a shot at Rihanna. Rihanna's not paying for courtside tickets. Rich people get more free stuff than anybody in the world, even though they can afford it. To back with society, it's conditioned to put poor people in worse positions. Think about it. Just think about it. If you're poor, everything that they charge you on, they make you pay back more. Even though they know you can't afford it. Your car loan. That's higher. Your interest is higher. I remember, you know, they used to have these, like, uh, you know, when you're desperate for a car. Right? Desperate for a car. uh, I forget what it's called. But you go in and it's like the worst of the worst credit and all that stuff. 21% interest on, like, a Pontiac. (laughs) A Pontiac. They know you can't pay that. You you paid $600 a month on a Pontiac? What makes them think that if you had problems before, you could pay $600 on a Pontiac? I figured out the game. I have a nice car. I don't pay any more than anybody else, though. You put put some down, you get the lowest interest rate. That's it. That's it. people every once in a while you see people on Twitter, I'm paying, you know, eight hundred dollars for a charger. Like, what? <laughs> it's a scam. I never forget and I end with this. I never forget. I end with this story. I'll leave to you. you guys have been listening for a long time. And I'm just talking to you. I I just want you to do well. I just want you to be okay. I want you to be aware of the scams. I want you to try to find the loopholes when you can. But I just I just want to end with this story. Because it's a true story, once again. This was... Let's say So, this was probably... Hold on. Let me think. So this is probably 12 years ago-ish. I think 10, 12 years ago. Somewhere around there, I guess. Once again, I'm building you know, back my credit. It's not great. It's not quite there yet, but it's getting there. So, I need a reliable vehicle, okay? Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I know the game now. I know, a, I know a little bit more about the game. So, I go to the dealership, and I want to get me a Nissan Maxima. That's, that's what I wanted. I wanted a Nissan Maxima. And I go to the Nissan dealership. Now, in my mind, I already know how much I can put down and how much I want to pay a month. I know my credit is not quite where it needs to be. So I know my interest rate may be a little higher than you know, what it should. I'm poor. But I understand exactly what I want. I go into the dealership, test drive the Nissan, find the one that I like. I actually found one that was new, but it was a the loaner car. So they were giving me like 7,000 less on it because it had like a 1,000 loaner miles or something on it. So I found that's a good deal. Let's dance as far as negotiation. And I never forget once they put you in there. See, the first thing is the sales guy. The sales guy is there just to get you to love the car. The finance guy is the guy that, you know, really is going to make the decision on if you're actually going to lead the lot or not. I remember the finance guy uh, took me to his office. And once again, the credit's not like super great. So they got to, they got to, maneuver some things around to find uh, the the lender, you know, for the car. So he's moving stuff around and blah blah blah, and running the credit and doing all this. And he looks at me says, "I got a got a great deal for you, Robert. Great deal. How oh, you got a great deal? So I got a great deal for you. You can walk out of this dealership today with no uh, have to pay no money down. And car payment is just going to be seven hundred and twenty nine dollars a month." Uh, I said, sir, uh, that's not going to work for me, (laughs) okay, like, I like the car, it's a Nissan, but I I know, you know, I can't pay $729 a month, the car's just going to get repoed, and that's going to mess up my credit again, I said, I got a hard number here, the number that I got, I think it was something like, I don't know, Four fifty or something like that. I paid like four fifty. That's even high for that, but I I knew because of my credit and all of this stuff. So four fifty. I say I paid four fifty. The car's new. You give me a little bit off. I'm like, I got some money I could put down, but four fifty. That, that's 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 all I can do. That's all I can do. And I started to walk out. He said, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on." He said, "Well, let me rerun the numbers and so it gets a back and forth. Not to I don't want to." bore you Well you we go back i figured out an amount that i had to give them they figured out some other things for me and split all this other stuff we came to like some agreement on the interest at the time which was 9.9 i remember but better than 20 but not what it ended up being because i ended up refinancing at two percent but that's a totally different other story so anyway we get to my number right 450 and now i'm happy because, you know, I'm not paying $700. I can know I can afford this and I'm good to go. So, at that point, once you come to your agreement, there's still like a 100 other things to do. You got wash the car. You got fill out all this paperwork. It's still a tedious process. And if you ever bought a car, you, you understand this. So, I'm out there and I got a donut and some coffee. And the finance guy comes out to talk to me. And we just, like, just regular talk. Everything, he's like, oh, man, we're getting the car ready for you, get the keys, and da-da-da, all this other stuff. And he said, you know something? I said, what's up? He said, you're pretty smart. I said, well, (laughs) thank you, I think. And he said, you know, most people, when you tell them they don't have to pay any money down, they take that offer and they just go. And I said, yeah, but, you know, I'm trying to be on the budget. I'm trying to be more responsible, et cetera, et cetera. He said, yeah, 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 I understand. I got that. he said, you know something, though, I'll tell you a secret. I said, oh, a secret? What's your secret? (laughs) He said, that's what we want them to do. I said, what? I said, why? He said, we want people to come in here don't pay anything down. uh, Because when they don't pay anything down, there's a greater chance um, that they will default on their loan. And if they default on their loan, then, you know, we take the car back and we can sell it again. I said, come again? (laughs) I said, well, you know, what happens is this. He said, look at it like this. He said, your car right now is, I forget how much ever it costs, but it's X amount of dollars and it has a thousand miles on it. Say you drive 10,000 miles, uh, but because you couldn't afford your payment, you default on your loan and you bring the car back to us. Well, you've already paid, let's say, $10,000 on the car. Well, then we take the car back and we sell it for only $5,000 less than what we sold it to you. So now we've made a five thousand dollar profit and we're reselling the car. Now, I don't know if that was illegal or not. I'm not exactly sure why he decided to tell me. I also got the impression that he was saying people like black people. <laughs> I felt I felt he was a white guy. I felt like that's what he was saying. They were saying black people, they they, they swindle black people like this. And maybe he thought, you know, I don't know, I was I don't know. Maybe he felt comfortable telling me this. I don't know. But it once again shows you that. This country is not for us. It's not, and I say us, not just black. I'm talking about all poor people. So You're white and you're poor and you're listening. It's not for you either. It's not for you either. The only thing is you may get, you know, made some better rates. But that's about it. Pay close attention to what's going on around you. It's very important. Very important. It's not a great country. Not at all. Not at all. It's for the rich and not for the poor. So that's just a little game. Just a little game. You know. If you want to, if you want to get your... Immediately. Get your credit score up. Get your credit report. Dispute everything. I can guarantee you. If you dispute 10 things. 8 of them will fall off. Because people... Whoever they're sending the dispute through. Will either A. Not get it in the mail. Or B it's been transferred to somebody else for a C. They don't wanna go through the process of going back and forth with you with the dispute. Uh, if you don't have a credit card, get your secure credit card. Uh, something that, you know, you basically can't mess up. Uh, if you're having trouble with the banks, go to your local credit union. Uh, if you go to your local credit union you got high interest rate on home loans or car loans or any loans try to get a refinance through the credit union which normally give you better rates uh, and keep that debt to income ratio uh, as low as uh, possible or that debt to credit ratio I should say. Try to keep that under 30 percent. that's that is the key to maybe everything on your credit report. If you get that debt-to-credit to ratio under 30%, your, your score goes up like 40, 50 points every single time. So check that out. See where you're at. If you're at 50, if you're at 49, mm-hmm. get you down to 29% automatic 30-point boost right there. Really should be charging uh, for this, but you can go to you know my sub stack if you want to be helpful about this <laughs> all right have a good week hope this game helped you a little bit i'm headed out to dallas for the earl spence uh your dennis oh uh, fight should be a a good one it should be a good one so make sure you check that out check out bso for all the coverage uh from big d actually Arlington. Maybe I'll talk to Jerry Jones about his secret. Camp. I appreciate you listening. Please follow me on Twitter, BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram, YouTube, S O D V. Big shout out to ABF Creative for having put this podcast together.